0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Forward Curve. Hello and welcome to The Forward Curve, the weekly podcast covering the commodity markets and the global economy, brought to you by Gold Street Advisors, the independent research and advisory firm. Today, we'll take a look at the recent claims from a vast array of commentators of a potential commodities supercycle being underway. I'm Christian Klavodetcher, and joining me will be our chief analyst, Robin Barr. So, Robin, what's all this talk of a so-called commodity supercycle all about?
1: Thanks, Christian. Investors are positioning for a sweeping commodities bull market with prices from everything from copper to oil to soybeans already rallying. And this really poses the question, are we at the start of a new commodities super cycle. It is generally agreed that over the past 100 years there were four commodity super cycles and the last one that started in 1996. It then peaked in 2008 and it was pretty much driven surprise surprise by the economic rise of China and then bottomed out in 2020 so very very recently. Having entered what appears to be the Upswing stage of a new commodity supercycle. Let's focus on demand in this first of a two part series.
0: That sounds fantastic. You know, it is amazing how ubiquitous the talk of a commodity supercycle has been, not just in the financial media, but also the regular retail press. It's absolutely everywhere. Let's start off with defining what is meant by a commodity supercycle.
1: That's a great idea. It's a term that refers. this decades-long above-trend movement in a wide range of commodity prices. So elevated prices for energy, metals, ag, soft commodities, that pretty much lasts for two, three, four decades. Who knows? Gotcha. And why is seemingly everyone talking about this now? Well, I think there's a compelling outlook for industrial commodities. You You only have to read the press, and they're all talking about commodities and how they've really rocketed from the lows a year ago. And so it it sort of um, makes sense given the recovery that's underway in the economy and continued growth globally as well. Uh, And as well as that, we can add on the energy transition, this decarbonisation path that the, uh, the economies seem to be set on going forward. And I think the determination of Key economies like China, Japan, South Korea, the US and the the EU to tackle climate change with greater ambition will require substantial investment in decarbonation infrastructure and the technologies that will leverage them. So several drivers are being cited for all of this so we could include the post-pandemic recovery that seems to be underway ultra loose monetary and fiscal policies and we had the uh, testimony by the fed chairman yesterday talking about further monetary support being needed maybe for two three years more uh, a relatively weak us dollar and finally more aggressive environmental policies globally so the fight against climate change and going green is likely to constrain all supplies but at the same time boosting demand for metals that are needed to build renewable energy infrastructure the batteries and the electric vehicles right
0: and are there certain conditions that on a historical basis tend to precede commodity supercycles
1: well yes there are um, historically the evidence suggests that commodity super cycles tend to occur after periods of low demand, which begets low prices, which begets reduced investment in new production capacity. Commodities peaked relative to equities about a decade ago, and now they're very cheap on an inflation-adjusted basis relative to the levels seen in 1969 and 1996, for example, when the last two super cycles started. Interesting. And we've spoken quite a bit about commodities
0: and decarbonization these last few months, haven't we?
1: Indeed, we have. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking uh, even more uh, in the uh, days and weeks to come. Some commodities are definitely benefiting from the rise of renewable energy and broader acceptance of electric vehicles. This trend will sap demand for fossil fuels, but also will drive a strong cycle for copper, nickel, silver, and platinum. And these are important materials for batteries and for the expansion of electrical power grids and charging stations. Stricter emission rules globally uh, will drive demand for the uh, PGMs that are used in auto catalysts to clean the uh, tailpipe emissions. And then if we add in population growth, Uh, further rises in living standards to this equation, we can see the conditions are very promising for higher prices. The next major economy to industrialize and urbanize is India, which will be large enough to kick off its own commodity super cycle, pretty much like China did 25 years ago. Interesting. So can we put some numbers on the likely demand increases? So under the Paris Climate Agreement, The aim is to keep global warming to a a maximum of one and a half degrees Fahrenheit annually. So that's the target. And to do that, we expect an investment in such things as copper intensive solar generation, nickel intensive batteries, and steel intensive wind turbines will contribute to a more than doubling of the amount of primary copper and a quadrupling of the amount of primary nickel demand over the next 30 years compared to what was produced over the last 30 years. Demand for steel will almost double on this basis and potash for fertilisers will be vital for more efficient agricultural practices. I see. So one final question for you. Is everyone on board
0: with the concept that we are indeed entering a commodity supercycle?
1: While 2021 will be a year of elevated margins for steel, the base metals, and fertilizer producers, this does not signal a new supercycle to many people. We can look to industry consultants such as CRU, and they note the supercycle is a multi-decade phenomenon and not something established within a year. But they do concede that it uh, looks as if some of the conditions to nurture a future supercycle can be put in place in the next five years. Expectations for the size of the follow-through into metals demand need to be tempered by the fact that consumption of metals outperform GDP last year. Uh, and this is according to another consultant called Roskill, And they reckon this is likely to reverse in 2021 as services output is expected to rise more than industrial production. And as the Chinese government may begin to rein in borrowing in the economy, in line with the objectives of its new five-year plan. India's industrialization, the energy
0: transition decarbonization process, and massive government stimulus could all herald an emerging commodity supercycle, especially if they all occur together. All these are potential triggers, but there is limited evidence they are underway or indeed likely to spark a larger and longer than normal upswing in commodity prices over the coming years. Whatever happens in the next few months, the trend in industrial raw materials over the next few years is likely to be up. Commodity prices tend to move in big cycles. Perhaps it's too early to call a commodity super cycle now, but watch this space. I want to thank Robin for joining me today, and I also thank you for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe to The Forward Curve on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Christian Klavodecher, and on behalf of the Gold Street Advisors team, I thank you for listening. And remember to always keep an eye and ear on The Forward Curve.